curious, be mysterious, not too fast or furious. Are you Everyone and thanks for listening to Loud and Curious with Krista Rosa. Um, I'm your host, Krista Rosa, and today I have uh, an old coworker of mine. Her name is Kat Hartwell. Hi, Krista Rosa. Nice to see you. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. It was Monday. I feel old. It's okay. I feel old too. As I was telling you before we started this, I like am realizing that like I'm not 22 anymore, and that I can't just like not work for two weeks and I think that it's okay. (laughs) I do want to say though really quickly on that somebody said something to me Saturday that has stuck with me. You're only wait wait it's not your only as old as you feel. Yeah it's not that actually. (laughs) Sorry I'm like ah no it was really good. You'll never be this young again. Yes. Loved it. My roommate and I say and I don't know how we were drunk and we came up with this but but instead of like YOLO like you only live once we say yo-yo you're only young once. Yo-yo. And we just say like Listen, if you want to go, like, like all that stuff that you need to do when you're, like, young, like, yo-yo. Like, do it now because, like, in two years, it's not cute to do anymore. I love it. I love it. And so the question then was, like, what would older you say to the you now? And I was, like, do it. enjoy every yeah, second. Yeah, absolutely. And get your That's ass what I'm saying. to the like, gym. Do it That's now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, do it now. Like, do it now because, like, I don't want to do it tomorrow. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. all about that. So, you know, birthdays are weird and I feel old and I had, like, a major check-in. But it was also just like, you know what? I'm just going to continue to live my life to the fullest and yo-yo. Yeah. And I am not going to disclose your age, but you do not look your age at all. And I did not know that, <laughs> that was your age at all. Just saying. Thanks. Um, Blessing and a curse. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, basically, we were um, at our rap party for the show that we were doing. And you had, like, we were listening to a song by Florence and the Machine. And you... I was like, I was telling a story about how in college this song had come out and uh, the Dog Days Are Over song, the song that like, made her famous, came out and we like jumped, me and my roommates in college, we would like at three in the morning after being out all night would like jump around on the couches to that song and you casually like dropped the hint that you had opened for her on like a tour and I was like, and I knew that you had had a band before, but I was like, wow, Cat Likes Band was like real, like that was like legitimate <laughs> band. It wasn't just like, oh, I like casually, it's on Thursday nights, I would like sing at this place. Like you like went on tour with like legitimate artists. So I like started Googling you and I found a treasure trove of information that I did not know about you. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, we called her Flow Flow. Let me just say that behind the scenes, That's we amazing. called her Flow Flow. To and- her face? No, it was like our little Behind band's back, nickname. Yeah, yeah totally. And it was like, do you think we'll see Flow Flow backstage tonight? And like we had a bunch of fun on the nights that we did see Flow Flow. And she was like, it was weird though. I just want to quickly say about that tour because I'm a redhead. And that tour, I was playing drums while singing like um, on two of the songs. And I was standing and playing like a, a tom drum. Tom Tom, I don't know, whatever. I'm sorry, yeah, I'm I not don't, a drummer. I don't so know. I was standing I... playing a drum. And I would sometimes maybe go out barefoot. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but she came out fucking barefoot. I hope I can curse. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, she came you're out fucking- talking to me. Like, I, yeah, you're good. <laughs> she came out fucking barefoot every night. But the first show that she did this, I was like, oh, shit. Like, she, like, is this, like, beautiful fairy presence. She came out barefoot, and she also played the drum, the same kind of drum that I played. And I was just like, well... We're a well-matched tour, that's for sure. I guess, yeah. And it was just like, wow. It was just, it was really funny. I remember being like, everybody's going to think that we're doing this because of her, but we were doing it too without knowing she was doing it. But But that's that's, I mean, that's, if you're going to see her, like, it seems that your band is similar. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, that's actually, in my opinion, a good sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was fun. And and that was like, that was our, that was like my last band that toured though. Like at the end of that tour, that band, which was called Holy Hail. Yeah. Listen to one of your songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We broke up. Like it was like, you know, I think we had been trying for a while and we never really achieved the level of success that we wanted. And so on that last night in San Francisco, I have a very distinct memory. I'm still very close with my bandmate, Kevin. And we were like, he was like, I'm ready to go to grad school. I'm ready for the next chapter of life. And I was like, 
sad and didn't want that to be true. And then we ultimately broke up for a lot of reasons. So, yeah. But we're going to rewind. Let's rewind. Sorry. Okay, so that's the I, that's end. Fast. No, that's this is like well, the show. Well, that's not the end because no. I have another project after that. So we'll get there. Okay, so that's like whenever you watch those shows and you see like what happens at the end of the season. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, but actually here's everything that happened before. That So that's what we're going to do right now. Rewind. So you, yeah, so you, um, you were in high school in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, I've, I like... I feel like when people ask where you're from, I have a really hard time answering that question. I was born in Florida, lived in West Memphis, Arkansas, which most people know for the West Memphis Three, which was like a very high profile murder case and wrongful conviction. Happened when you were there. Totally happened when I was there. And I also totally had a crush on one of the guys as a kid, like because he was my age, like in my ballpark of age. So like and you were like, yo, like this murderer. Yeah. So there's that. And then I lived in Birmingham, Alabama. Couldn't get out of there fast enough. Moved to Boston and then landed myself in New York City, September 1st, 2011. So just kidding. September 1st, 2001. (laughs) Sorry, Chris. Um, I'm already sipping that. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, we're drinking, so it's fine. Um, so you get to New York, get to New York. Obviously, September 11th happens. Mm -hmm. It's a very strange time in New York. What happens next? Uh, it was weird time and I came here with no plan and no job. Um, so I landed a job at a lifestyle graffiti hip hop magazine called YRB, which is short for yellow rat bastard. It was like a clothing. <laughs> uh, it was like a clothing catalog, and they had yeah. a store and um, like a New Yorky magazine. Super, like I feel and like at it's the time like a, it was like Vice was just starting. We were trying to be like Vice. There were a yeah. few magazines that were in that realm at the time, and basically, I started as an assistant to the editor, and like within six months, I was the editor. So I was like twenty-two years old and the editor of a magazine with no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Meanwhile, I had studied film in college and I was like, man, do I want to do this magazine thing? Do I want to do film? Do I want to do documentary? Like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. And I how met- did you get the job? This is a Was it just like f- random or was sort it? Sort of like I had sent out before I moved to New York, I'd sent out. This is P.S. way before like the Internet is what it yeah, is. Yeah. It's now. not like you just like found it online and like, I applied. I literally put together binders of my clippings of things I wrote and like sent them to my dream jobs in manila envelopes like, and like uh, like snail mail snail mail like yeah and spent like probably 50 bucks and and only got like two responses that were nopes but like i was like well i'm just gonna put it out there and see no. what comes back i mean like what did people do? what what else did people do right i like, mean I you know what i mean like that's like a, it's not like now where you can apply to a job across the country like, yeah we're, i mean i guess we're giving my my age away in some some bits but i'm without giving my age away i will say like i lived in a time when you had to snail mail binders that's crazy yeah that's crazy yeah <laughs> no, but like that's what you did. Like, I mean, you still do it. And I'm, like, like that's what you did. That's what you and, did. And then instead of just coming here, I mean, if not, you just came here and then figured it out. I mean, I did. I did that even, and I wasn't even. I wasn't. It was 2013. So I love that. I love that you did that. But you're yeah. you're a special egg, and like you're super ambitious. So oh, you're too um, kind. Anyway, so yeah, so I got this job because I had been approached to model in a cat in the catalog for this oh. store. And um, I hate the pictures that they took, by the way. I looked awful, but I did that. And when I was there, I was like, hey, P.S., I want, you know, I worked at magazines and I'm looking for work if you guys have anything. Yeah. And the editor came back to me and was like, hey, I need an assistant. Like, what's up? What's up? Yeah. Like, And he's like, P.S., I'll get you a Palm Pilot. Like, oh shit! Yo, like, that was like the jam. Yeah, that, I was like, oh shit, my new job's giving me a Palm Pilot, yeah, like, you know? I'm like the realist. Yeah. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Palm Pilot. I know. Did you use it? Yeah, totally. But I was like 101 crash course. Like, how do I use this? Is anybody else using this? Yeah. Why do we have this? You know? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So I had a Palm Pilot for that job. And uh, that editor within like six months quit. And then I like somehow became managing editor. Like, again, it was so crazy. But while I was doing that, I like sought out side work because it's New York City and that's what everyone does and I was like potentially going to work on this documentary about go-go music which is from DC which I think is like doing the butt oh yeah it's like that whole genre of music um which is great 
Totally. And so this woman who was directing that, like, had a few projects going on. She's basically, like, fast forward me three years ago. Did you just, like, find... <laughs> did you, like, find... <laughs> no, like, literally, though. I know. Did you find... Like, how did you find that? Did you just, like... The, the internet. The, like, okay, God yeah, knows. Yeah. I think Craigslist, maybe. Yeah. Like, it was not, not as sketchy at the time. And so I went up to her place. It was, like, fancy as fuck, like, mid- midtown on the park. And she was like, actually, you'd be perfect for this thing I'm thinking about. She's like, I have this idea for a DJ group, a yeah. girl DJ group. And I was like, yep, sign me up absolutely 100%. Because the whole thing was, like, I wanted to do music. I wanted to do documentaries. And I wanted to, like, write. Like, that's kind yeah. of where I couldn't figure it out. I mean, like, but, like. It's the same. I am the same way because I'm like, I want to be artistic. And then like when I first got out of college, I was like, I want to make short films and I'm going to do this. I made one. It cost me so much money. And I was like, well, I can't do this again. Yeah. And then like, you you did it. But like, and then like, and then like you, you like, I start, did another, I did a podcast. This is my second one. You know what I mean? I like started writing poetry a couple months ago for no reason at all. And it's like, I feel like when you're an artistic person, it like doesn't matter. That isn't always like, it's a fluid thing. Yo, yo. Right? Yeah. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. Put yourself out there, you know, just do it. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Um, No, I love that. I love that. I think I agree with you. I think that, you know, creative people just need outlets and that's a thing. Um, We'll come back to that in a second because it it ties into the music. This is mine, by the way. P.S. You're on mine right now. So my creative outlet. I love your creative outlet. Thanks for having (laughs) me. You're like such an honor. Such an honor. Anyway, continue. Um, okay, so you find this woman. She wants to do a DJ group. She wants to... She's like, this is this DJ group that I want to start. She floats you with the idea. Yeah, okay. And so the the thing, too, is like I had at the time surrounded myself in Boston before I moved to New York with DJs. Um, I was really into, you know, dan- like dance music, drum and bass, um, some hip hop. Like I was like really into the idea yeah. of just that world. And, and you know, I dated a DJ, a DJ in college and so when I got here, I wanted to be a DJ. It's, yeah. it's the funny thing of like the things that I've done and succeeded in are the things I was most scared of. I was just scared of being a DJ because I had no idea how to do it. And so she was like, oh, you know. This- but you but you did, though. That's the thing is that like you do you think you don't know how to do something, but you do know how to do it. You, you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? Support, like you kind of knew, like you need some technical support, but you like know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was in my, I mean, at, at first I definitely did not. I mean, God bless anyone who came to any of my first like five to 10 gigs because they heard some like, like <laughs> <laughs> just like awful yeah. train wrecks of music. But um, yeah. So the exciting thing about this project was there was this very famous rapper, Prince Paul, who's revered in the world of hip hop and he had signed on to kind of like coach this girl group. And so I had my first meeting with Prince Paul and this guy, Matt Goyas was there and Matt Goyas is like, had also done a bunch of stuff promoting and, um, he was like everything he said at that meeting, I really clicked with. And so I was like, yes, yes. And we had actually been to this party, uh, the same party at this place called John street, which, at the time, I don't know who, it's like Diplo would spin there. Like yeah. it was like they, people were doing really cool shit there and he referenced it and I was like, oh my God, I was just there, you know, and super impressionable. And so, um, I agreed to do this girl group almost on the spot. You were feeling good. You like, were feeling good about it. You were really feeling like, great yeah, about it. And yeah. we had a few DJ like gigs and then Matt kind of was like, Hey, I have an idea. Wait, when you would do the DJ gigs, was it like. Like, what would you do? Like, the three of you would be there? Different. So, I mean, this is probably controversial, but whatever. It was a different... That that girl group concept had different girls in it. Got it. And those girls went on to continue do the girl group things. DJing. Oh, okay. They were, like, from... I think they were from Amsterdam. They weren't even... They weren't American, but it was, like, like a, you know, diverse group of girls trying to DJ, and we had these, like, amazing hip-hop DJs teaching us how to scratch. I took the train to East New York in, in like, 2002 and was, like, in the hood getting DJ lessons. Like, it was nuts. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, from, like, real deal DJs who were, like, and here's how you scratch, and here's how you beat match, which is, like, very technical DJing, which is not what I went on to do necessarily. Um, so anyway, we would, he organized, Matt organized some nights for us to try being girls who DJ. And 
we would do them and I don't know I was never I wasn't confident at that point in my skills but he one night was like fuck this like why are we playing other people's music when we could make our own and then he introduced me to this guy fancy who was a music producer Mm -hmm. who had all these like beats with no vocals on them and he was like let's get together a fancy and so we did we got together yeah he has this you have that like let's do this yeah and so at first we were you know messing around and then pretty soon like we actually had stuff that we had recorded and so that kind of evolved from the initial dj group and became its own thing and so Matt and I parted ways from the original concept and I think still though Prince Paul was involved. It's really hazy for me because I was so young and it's been so many years, but eventually we got a meeting with Tommy Boy Records, which is a legend in the hip hop world. Um, Yeah. De La Soul, all kinds of artists were on them. Uh, And Tommy Boy was like, yeah, here you go. Here's a record deal, you know? Pretty much. I mean, it, it's it, it wasn't that quick, but like once that conversation happened and he started to hear things, it was he, they were liking it. It came together. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is very rare. I feel like, right or no? I don't know. Matt Matt was like a brilliant marketer. That was he was a very solid, brilliant marketer. Okay. Like, do you feel that like other people like? Did you? How did you feel at this time? Like when they, when you're getting this record deal, are you like, oh my god, like what the fuck's happening to my life? Like this is amazing. Were you like it over felt, the moon? I mean, to be fair, everything. Or was it like we'll see what happens? Yeah, like, I think everything felt surreal for me. Like, yeah, the experience of being in the DJ group and then it be, being in a recording studio was so much fun. Like we recorded that summer that Nelly's Hot in Here was on the radio. Oh my god! And it was like hot and as like it was hot as fuck in in Fancy's bedroom where we were doing the recording. But like so you'd open the windows and you'd hear like cars going by with that song blaring. And I think that song like definitely influenced what we were trying to do at the time. Yeah. And so we were messing around. We had a bunch of like not great songs. And then one night we were like. Matt didn't drink, but Fancy and I were like sipping a lot of beers and it was hot. And we like came up with the Camel Toe song, you know? Yeah. And once we laid that down, um, I mean, Matt, mo- Matt wrote most of the lyrics if, and I, I don't, I don't think I had part in that, but, um, it's tricky. Cause like, then we hopped on the microphone and we got it. And then we had the beginning of that song. And that was before the other two girls got on board. Got it. Yeah. And so then like you wrote Camel Toe, which then the world knows from the group Fanny Pack. Yes. Which when I found, this is when I found this out. I was literally in my bed, blackout drunk from our rap party and I was Googling (laughs) your name and then I found that it was like Fanny Pack and I was like screaming in my bed alone and I was like, oh my God, because I remember this. Okay. You know what? I'm skipping it. No, no, no. I I remember literally this song coming out and it was like, because it's like, I was young. So it was like bad. Like it was like too bad for me to listen to. So like we, like that was in the days of like what? Napster? Like maybe was that still a thing? I think it might've been something after that. It might've been like something after that. But like, I remember having like a burned CD and that was like when burned CDs like first were a thing. And I like had Fanny, I had Camel Toe on a burned CD and we like were driving down to like an amusement park or something. And we were like listening to it in the car and my mom was like, what the fuck is this song? Like she was like, this is so dirty. Like you're like five years old. Why are you listening? I'm not, I wasn't five years old, but like. Oh my God. I'm like, oh no, 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 I wasn't five years old. (laughs) I'm joking. But like, you know what I mean? It's like, she's like, you're like, what? Like this is so dirty. And so. But it was like everyone listened to it. We all loved it. We like still like still to this day, like we used to sing it all the time and I had no idea that you were I oh my Love. god. Love. Yeah. Yes. Oh man. Um well yeah, so that happened and then basically So you wrote okay, so Camel Toe like is written. So Camel Toe was written. I mean, I feel like I was there. I, I was obviously there, but I yeah. honestly didn't write the lyrics, so yeah. I just need to clarify that. But um we laid that down and I think that's when that's the first thing he took to the people at Tommy Boy and they were like, uh, yes, please. Yeah, we're about this. But the thing was that summer we did we recorded like five nights a week. It was the it was super fun. So much work too, right? A lot of work and I was working at the magazine still. So, so you're like working your day job. Which was in Soho and then Fancy lived in Lower East Side at the time, so it was like a ten minute walk. Not that far, yeah. Yeah, and so and I was living in in Brooklyn in Prospect Heights, which is, you know, very different at that time. Yeah. Um, so I would go home to Brooklyn at like two or three in the morning and go to work at like ten. I was just never sleeping. I think that's I know, but that's like sleep that sleep is not th- for the young. Let's this just This is say like that, that like New York story of like I would like go to 
to my job. So you would like go to your job in the morning. You would like show up to like the magazine. You'd be working all day Probably at the magazine. Probably leave at like seven, walk over to, fa- maybe even eight, walk yeah, over like, to walk fancies. Yeah, walk to fancies and then you would record for like four hours. Yeah, we, we would like order food and like have beers and yeah. like just play around and it was super fun. And, um, you know, that summer we did a lot of that, but it was still just me. And I think there was a point because I hadn't been a trained singer. I didn't know what I was doing. I was telling you earlier the thing I was most scared of I was always an actor and a dancer and I was always scared of singing like yeah. it was the thing that I was like oh I've never been trained or I was scared yeah but like, and that not doesn't confident matter in my voice at the time so like at a certain point that summer like we had kind of done what my voice could do and so they were like we need more members to this project we need you know we needed this we needed that like there's depth to be had and so yeah Basically, Matt. And you have a deal. So it's like we can like actually produce like this now has an outlet to go to the world. Yeah. Like in theory. You know, we maybe didn't have a deal at that point, but they were like. Okay. That we had like a very kind ear that was like. Yeah. Like it would look like promising. When it, when it, fe- when you guys are ready, bring it right back to me. You know, yeah. we'd had like a, a dinner drink at. Of, Copy that. Yes. Yeah. But then with, with the head of the label and all this stuff and he was like, bring it back to me when it's ready. And so, um. Matt found fan, Matt found Jezebel, she's the first member on Fulton Street Mall. In oh, really? Brooklyn. He like heard her be like, Singing. "Yo, what's up?" Like to a oh, friend, just like talking. Literally, he heard her just talking, and he was like, he ran over to her and was like, "Tell me everything. I need you. Can I have you come do like?" A, he just heard her speaking and like grabbed her. And then I remember getting the phone call from him that was just like, "I found." I found our girl and he's like, you won't won't believe it. And then pretty much like through her, we found Belinda who Jezebel went to school with because he was like, we need a rapper for this project now. Because Jezebel, it was more like talky, you know, and just her sass and her attitude. And so, yeah, he like got, he was like, go recruit someone from your school. And Belinda was like the one who could rap. And so then we had a three piece girl group. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had a band. And then it. And then we had a deal. And so wait, how did the name Fanny Pack come about? Um, I we had a bunch of ideas. There was like some shitty ideas. We were we like wrote down a bunch of ideas, but Fanny Pack stuck because it means all kinds of things around the world. Like Fanny means. Oh, like things. a butt, but then also like something else. What else does it mean? It means. You can say it. No, it means pussy. Oh, like a vagina. Yeah, it's like. Oh, a is batch. it? Does it really mean that yeah, in yeah, other yeah. places? Like in, in the UK and like. There's like a, a fanny pack is like your vagina. Yeah, yeah. There's a really funny story on that one that like, uh, I guess I'll just tell now, which is that my boyfriend was working in Australia when the um, marketing materials went out, and one of our marketing materials for the band for international was pink flavored, like strawberry flavored condoms with our pictures on it. Oh my God. And he was working at Vice at the time in Australia. And so he was called into the office of like the head of the person there who was like, I just don't know what to do with this project. I just don't know what to do. And we knew each other at the time. We'd been friends. We'd worked at this magazine together in New York. And he was like, what? Tell me what's the problem. And she like dumps the condoms and like sees my face. He sees my face on this. And he was like laughed and laughed and laughed and was just like, yeah, 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 you're good. Like, this is, just put them out there. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right, well then, okay, so so fanny pack sticks. Fanny pack sticks. Fanny pack because it means all kinds of things. And somebody just turned a light off in the space where we are, but I think we're fine. Think we're, we're fine. fine. We're, we're just fine. stealing time at WeWork. Don't worry about us. Um, anyway, uh, fanny pack, the name stuck, and then um, we recorded an album. And yeah, fa- and Camel Toe's on it, right? Camel Toe's on it. On yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the single. I mean, once they had the girls, like the other two girls, like writing was like a pure, there were yeah, like, two, it was like there all were too of many going. songs. Like, yeah. yeah, and we continued that whole time. Um, there were too many songs to record. So I guess the funny story that I was telling you earlier about my job, because I had been juggling all these things, is I went on my first vacation to California. And went to Mexico with my best friend, Georgia. 
And while I was in Mexico, I came back. This was a time where cell, cell phones didn't work in Mexico. Yeah. It was like 2003, 2002. Um, my service didn't carry over automatically. It was yeah, a like whole it was like you were like in, you were in, on an island basically. Yeah, I until basically, like, and me yeah. no contact. It was amazing. And so when I crossed back over, I had a voicemail and I listened to it. And it was my boss and uh, from the magazine. He was like, hey, Kat, uh, I know you're on vacation you know, you may as well just stay out there on your vacation because you're fired. Oh, my God. I but, know. like, is this because, like, fanny pack was becoming a thing? It's, or Fanny pack was nothing yet. Okay, so he doesn't know. So, okay. to rewind, he doesn't know what I'm doing. But, basically, like, I was a 22, 23-year-old editor of a magazine with no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And... He just replaced me with someone more experienced. He had to. It was a smart move. It was a smart move. Yeah, got you know? it. But also, like, so rude. Like, that's so rude. It was so rude. I mean, he was a jerk and whatever, but, like, the way he handled it was ridiculous. And so I, like, was flying out that night or, you know, the next morning, and I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen when I go to New York? I don't have a job anymore. Yeah. Like, like 22, no money Oh, saved, yeah, you're like, fresh fuck, out what of yeah. college. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, whatever. Okay, so... I get back to New York. My f- literally the second my flight touches down, it's Matt. Call me as soon as you get this. Yeah. So you guys had rec- okay. So you had run on this after- before you went on this vacation. Like you guys had recorded the album and leaked it, and we had like you put it out there to the world. Yeah, I think we had our deal, and so there were people working it and like sending it places. Sending it places. So yeah. it's like it's out there. Like you had your album, you got the deal. It's now out in the world. Like they're like they are looking for people to try to play the song. Yeah, like yeah. that's the thing. Is it's like it's not that level where it's like yeah. the album is for sale. Like what's up? But the album wasn't for sale. Yet. But like I mean, but, like for but, sale as in like th- like people could be playing it if yeah, they wanted if people, to. Yeah, if people if people liked it, they could do whatever they want. DJs could play it. Like yeah. probably Diplo had it. Who knows? like whatever um so yeah I get back from LA you know thinking my world was gonna come you were like crashing what am I gonna do like am I gonna have to move back to Alabama I was so scared like that you know I love my parents but I was like not ready to move back to no you were 22 years old and in New York City and you were just like yeah I mean yeah like oh god this is it failure like whatever I was fired the minute I touched down in New York City, there was a, a voicemail from Matt, and he was like, call me. And when I called him, he was like, you're not going to believe this, but f- but Camel Toe was played on Hot 97's morning show, and they played it like 10 times since, or whatever the number was. Like They just kept playing it like every hour a couple of times, which happens on that station, and I love that station. Um, and so he's like, you need to come over immediately. Yeah. You know? Okay. So now like the world has like heard your yeah, the song. Yeah. It was like insane. It yeah. was like a. And this is before like you could just get on your phone and like be like iTunes. Like I can listen to any song that I no want. No YouTube. This like, is pre YouTube. YouTube isn't, it doesn't like, exist. Yeah. Like it's like if I wanted, this is the days of like when I wanted to, I mean like what other songs were on the radio at this time? Can you think? Um, yeah. 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 I think it was like. Ooh, chi wale wale, ooh, chi bang oh, bang. Yeah. yeah, like that yeah, time, like, like that. I think. Really? I don't know, maybe not. I don't know. I feel like it was like that I time. I feel like it would have been like, like. Or like, um, oh God, I'm forgetting like Blue, that song Blue, Sean yes. Paul no, that's, was also okay, popular yeah. at the Yeah, time. so it's like, unless you had like, like you had to like record it on, like unless you had like, na- or were downloading it illegally, like you had to like record the song. Yes, like on a tape or a CD or something. Yeah, on a yeah. tape. Yeah, yeah, or like buy it. You okay, know, so it's like, yeah, could. or buy it. But like like iTunes didn't exist. You yeah, couldn't buy it on really the internet. Yeah, like this was yeah, really radio. Like this was radio's last like it's, swan song period yeah. of like yeah. being the only way to hear certain things, I think. Maybe, yeah. I don't so know. So it's like the only re- way anyone's really hearing it is on the radio. Yeah. Okay, so then it plays everywhere. And or it plays in, in New York. Well, I no, mean. it plays on Hot 97. And then like I feel like that night like – uh, Z100 picked it up and then yeah. 103.5 picked it up. So it wasn't just limited to the rap station. Suddenly we had like, and that week we were like in the car together coming from, I think Tommy boy records, like going back to fancy's house to do whatever, maybe record something. I don't know what we were doing. I just have this vivid memory of being in a car. Matt had his car here. He had a fancy car. Um, we were driving down and the radio was like number one and it was our fucking song. Like, and we were all like screaming and just like, this is insane. Yeah. Like, we have a number one song on the radio right now. Are you kidding me? It was, it happened so fast. Yeah. When it happened. When, how many days after it started playing was that? I don't know. I don't know. I like, don't even, I feel like it was like five. Like, you know? it was yeah, like, like not long, right? Like within the week. But that went on for like a couple weeks, actually. Yeah. Like it stuck for a while. And then actually that was New York. And then it went to L.A. and it was in Florida. And, 
you know, it was in Chicago. It was like suddenly all over the place. I mean, I was in rural Pennsylvania and I knew and I had like listened to it and knew it and like still know every single word to the song to this day. Be- yeah. Like, so it's like it yeah. reached everywhere. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm like an offshoot of Pittsburgh and I like was listening to it. We played in Pittsburgh. I remember it. Really? Mm-hmm. And we, that was like we stayed in this haunted, haunted hotel where we all ended Probably. up in like I honestly I think that night like we all ended up in the same bed we were freaking out because we were like there's a fucking ghost in this hotel and yeah, none of probably. us could sleep and we were yeah. like waiting for the sun to come up sounds sounds but it wasn't sounds Pits- right. it wasn't Pittsburgh it was outside Pittsburgh yeah, yeah, yeah. at some crazy art venue you may know it I don't know all right well that's a side note side story detour yeah um okay so like so then like what happens like is then so are you then like immediately like what changes in your life after you have this number one song? Anything? Nothing? Yeah. I mean, so I had been fired from my job, so yeah. I didn't have work. So that was interesting. And, I mean, really, we were getting ready. We were, like, make, getting ready Let, to make a video. Yeah. We were, like, rehearsing with this, you know, choreographer who worked with Britney Spears. I mean, I'm not even shitting you. Like, it was, yeah, like, we it was were like having legit, dance rehearsals. Yeah. And we were planning fashion shoots and, like, all kinds of crazy shit. Like, it happened so fast. And then for the next two years, I, like, didn't really work. I just toured and, and got like, ready for touring and had, like, a teensy bit of money from the album deal, but not that much, but enough to live on. And um, it was just, like, go time. And so we had a practice show at Joe's Pub. Okay. Which and is a venue in New York for people that don't know. Yeah, Sorry yeah, yeah. for your yeah, yeah. St- But we had this practice show. And then our second show ever was in New Jersey or wherever, maybe at Jones Beach, whatever it was, for like the Z100 or Hot 97 yeah, Summer like a, Jam. Yeah, like a Summer like Jam. Summer yeah, Jam, yeah, I think yeah, is yeah. what it was. And it's like we went from ha- playing to like 200 people to like a Thousands stadium for 30,000 that wasn't packed for us. We were early, but still, like it was like bizarre. Yeah. I, it's like a dream, you know? Was it like... Like, so when you're touring, like, you're just, like, on a bus? Are you, like, like, you're just, like, living at your, like, you're just, like, at your house, and then you get on, you get some there somehow, like, so when you it's, get, like, not as glamorous as we think it is, Yeah, correct? it's definitely not, yeah. but, but what I will say is, like, touring in a band, an actual band with, like, instruments, and, like, you have to schlep and set up and do sound check and stuff is different than touring in a three-piece girl band with a DJ who's, like behind you and you don't really need that much gear Yeah, you just need to show so up right we could really we had a luxurious way of like staying in hotels and traveling and thank you for that pink wine yeah you're thank you for um, buying it yo you know yo yo uh so yeah i don't know like we would just stay in, yeah, so you would just, like, stay in a hotel yeah and, like matt had oh yeah because you guys have like the money to actually if you have the money to do it it's like you don't have to like bring a whole band there yeah just so you know i'm like let's fast forward four years later to my band band and we were like, yeah, like emptying all our sleeping in a thing like together literally like, in a truck like together. let yeah. me just tell two stories about night and day so I went from like you know flying to London staying in a really fancy hotel to like my bass player and I dumping our purses out scooping our change together and like splitting a salad because we were like we haven't had green vegetables in so long and, yeah Oh my god! Um, and also, like, yes, definitely staying in Calais, France, on the border of yeah. the UK, in a trucker hotel that has like self-automatic showers. I mean, what just, does that mean? I know. What right? is a self-automatic shower? It's like you put in fifty cents and you press a button, and it's like a car wash, and you. Step but you stand in. there. Oh my god! Yeah, but it's disgusting because it's like, who's been in there? What the fuck? Like, it's. Not, I mean, I was too scared to do that. Yeah, so no. I, I was like, no, oh, girl, like that's a staff infection I'll waiting actually, to happen. Like, just stink for an extra no, day. No, and, like, and I love a shower, and yeah, I would I never. Just, no. Yeah, yeah. It's oh just God. like that's you know you you do a little extra spritz or something. I don't know. Anyway, but back to you. Tell me where you want to go with. This so next. you There's okay? So you're like, are you being recognized places? No, are you like right? Never, like it's not ever, as like no that right? never ever happened to me. Like we because were never it was like that yeah big. like. We weren't, no, yeah. Are you like? Which was great. What is your family doing? Are they freaking out? Or like, oh my god, like, like you know what I mean? Are people like? I'm sure that they were like, what is this song about a woman's? For people that don't know, a camel toe is whenever your a woman's shorts ride up the front and you can see her like vaginal lips through her shorts. 
which if you listen to the song Camel Toe by Fanny Pack, you will hear a very distinct description of it. But so are like, like, are people like excited for you? Like are people, I'm going to cap, I'm going to tell a story that's whatever. Yes. My whole family is really proud of me. They've yeah. always been really proud of me. I'm su- I'm one of the lucky people whose like family has supported no matter what. Yeah. Same. But what I love, my mom kept every magazine clipping, like Amazing. anything she could find. Yeah. She's done that my whole life. She still does it with things I like you know, direct and produce for film and TV. But yeah, so with this, uh, my mom collected everything, like, you know, kept it in a box. My dad was like trying to figure it out. I think he's no longer with us, but I have this really, really fond memory of my dad cackling. The only thing that he really was like stoked on was when we got her like four star out of five review in Playboy. That's amazing. That's a good memory, though. I know, it is. Like, he was like, oh, I kept the Playboy for you. Oh, my God. Were you like, <laughs> Dad? I was like, oh, Dad, like, ew. But, like, <laughs> I guess it is what it is. I'm in there, you know, whatever. Yeah. Now. So there's that. Oh, um, God. Yeah, no, everybody was stoked. And, like, my mom never got to see us perform, but my sister and her husband came down to Miami, and that was, you know, they, that was awesome and hilarious. And, again, I think they were also, at the same time, just like, what are you doing with your life? Like, what is this? But, yeah. like, no, everyone was, like, awesome. You Like, I got to go to Sweden and, like, Denmark and Norway. And yeah, Finland go to all these places and, like, that you would, yeah. Yeah, so it was, like. Are you going, like, are you getting, like, paid a lot of money at this point? Or or is it just, like, you're just going on the ride? Like, you're riding the wave? I'm riding the wave. I mean, I will say, like, it was enough to live on, you know? Like it, so. but, but it's, like, you're, like, touring all the time, so it's, like, your rent is whatever. Yeah, or like, And it's, like, you're and getting then, food at random, like, you know, you're getting, yeah. like... You're taken care of. Like, I, I obviously, like, my hotels were always cared Yeah, so it's, for, like, you're getting sh- room service, and it's fine. I mean, and like, I was young and splitting an apartment in Brooklyn, so I, my rent was dirt cheap. Like, yeah. I was just, like, sending money back home to them, and I a certain point they were like p.s bitch get rid of your cat because we can't watch him anymore like i was just yeah. gone too much and i was like mom <laughs> yeah classic but um yeah so anyway i don't know i was like covering my rent and stuff and that i mean I was and then, like, it, didn't ma- it didn't matter because you're like there you're and like I was on- getting free clothes i mean it was yeah. like it was like a thing you know yeah so you're not spending money on stuff because you don't need anything. It's right. like it's like when you travel, like when we travel for work now in television. It's like you get like you don't have to you get everything paid for because you're like there for work. Totally. Yeah. Totally All right. Just like that. Yeah. So you're like just you're riding the wave. And it's amazing because like under those conditions, when you go somewhere, everyone wants to show you the best version of their city. So like you get taken to like the funnest after parties and like meet the most fun people in whatever town you're in, you know, always. And it's like it was a great experience. Yeah. For that. That's in my twenties. Yeah, I'm sure. So then, okay. So what happens? So, so at a certain point, like there was only one album, correct? Or no, or there we had two albums, two two albums. albums. The see you next Tuesday was the, was the second album. album. Yeah. And and it had a song that was in, um, stick it. I think the movie about gymnasts and I was a gymnast. So I was stoked on that. Yeah. But yeah, like it, it, it didn't do as well. And like when we were recording See You Next Tuesday, I think I was 25 and I was like or 24 maybe, but I was like, all right, this is, you know, I see an, an end of a tunnel here. So yeah. I, I started looking at work again and working in documentary. And interestingly enough, just to bring it full circle, this guy, Sasha Jenkins, who is uh, an esteemed journalist, music journalist, uh, he was making a show about racism in television called, and he was part of a group called Ego Trip. He gave me my first break in TV, and the full circle thing is I'm working for him now on the project I'm on, like, however many years later. Yeah. More than 10, I'll that's just say that. crazy. Yeah. And that's how it happens. I was, like, I tell people all the time, I'm like, that person that you meet on your first job, like, the person that, the reason that we work together is because someone that I worked on my first job with that I didn't even work closely with, but I was nice to and friendly with, hired me for the company that we worked at together. Yeah, so kids, don't burn your bridges, man. Yeah, no. Just, you never know. Keep that shit tight. Yeah. Right and tight. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You just don't go out in a ball of flames. No, just don't, like, like, just don't keep... Yeah. You never know. And like I had not worked with that person for a long time and then they were like, want to come work here? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And I walked into the job. I didn't have to interview. I didn't do anything. I walked into the job. At the end of the day, it's a surprisingly small world. Yeah. And it gets smaller as you work more, do your thing. And live. Spread your wings. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So then, okay, so you get, so you get a job. So like, you're just like, you're, you're done. 
sort of, it's weird. Like we recorded that album, I Got the Job, and then the album didn't come out for a few more months, but we so, only did a couple of shows for it. Like it never saw the kind of success as the first one because it yeah. didn't have that single that, it, yeah. that Camel Toe was. And I feel like it was at a time where like it was like a one hit wonder, like, like there were so many like songs that were coming out that were like one person, like that the person had that one song mm-hmm. and it was like really, really big. And then it wasn't, you know what I mean? I feel like that was a, t- it was a time where For like, singles, like and by singles, I mean like the, the song from the album that's going to be the one, the big one. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like, like multi, like there weren't many people that were having like their whole album, like played on the radio. Right. Do you know what I mean? Whereas like now it's like when Taylor Swift comes out with an album, like almost every single song is a, is a single. Or, like, when Rihanna comes out with an album, like, almost every single song on the album is a single. Yeah. Like, it was at a time where, like, there was so many people flooding the... To be fair, I do think that Fanny Pack's early album sound, uh, the, the musical production that Fancy did, was a big influence on the producers who made Gwen Stefani and Fergie. And I'm not trying to yes. be controversial. No, no, I'm like, just saying. No, and that like, I, like, I definitely, you know, like, yes. I think Fancy yes. might be a little bitter secretly. He, he's definitely not vocally, but just he he created that sound. Yes, you know? That's yeah. Um, but it was, like, then other people and prop, were doing no, and, it, and you know? And props to you guys because that's, like, I mean, f- The Duchess by Fergie is, like, oh, my God. Yeah. And that's all because of you. No, it's <laughs> all because of fancy, but but it was cute because then I'm going to parlay right now to my next band, which is called Holy Hail, which I started this summer of 2005 with my friend Kevin from like a July 4th barbecue. And the reason I'm tying it to the Duchess is because in a lot of the reviews of, the, of our first album, people were like, oh, she's like Fergie's indie little sister. You know, like it was, yeah, that was like one of the reviews I forgot. But I remember being like, all right, I'll take it. Like, I'm glad I'm her little sister. (laughs) Yeah. And like, so, so basically Uh, like Fanny Pack, you're like, I'm, this is, it's, it's done. And I, again, I was like feeling that like I loved performing. I had just had this experience. I felt like I had connections to people that might actually listen to my next project, which was true. And you're ready to do something new, I'm assuming. I'm putting words in your mouth right now, but I'm like, I feel that I know exactly what, because I feel this way all the time. Yeah, and so. It's like, you're like, this was, this is in the past now and you're just over it. And that's not like, that's not like a mean thing, but it's just like, you were just like, okay, this is done now. For sure, and Matt and Fancy kept creative control over that project. Like they would never really listen to us. Like I, they they had a vision, and they kept creative control. Got and it. So at a certain point, like I'm tw- I'm I was only a little bit younger than they were, and so I was like, I can write music. I can mess around. Do all this, and yeah. also I like had other influences that were important to me that never factored into Fanny Pack, like Fleetwood Mac, or like you know, Nas or like Pixies or whatever. That's like kind of the stuff that Kevin and I were like, we can sample stuff. We can, you know, and I, and I was like, I bought my first electric guitar from Sasha Jenkins, who I just mentioned, who gave me my yeah, job yeah. and I now work with. But I was like, all right, I'll learn how to play guitar. Like I'll learn this instrument. And Kevin yeah. was like, I'll learn keyboards. And so we like learned and stumbled through that band together. But we, really loved it at first it was just two of us and then we brought our friend in on drums and then we found a bass player and then we had our unit you know it was pretty awesome yeah and so you like so this new band is created mm-hmm. you then go wait wait i'm gonna rewind really yeah, quickly rewind because rewind. i read on the internet that you guys toured with madonna no, that's a lie. That's not true. It's not true? That's not true. We opened up for Debbie Harry. Like, that happened, but we never toured with Madonna. It was interesting. That is, like, God knows what rumor that came from. It's, like, I on trust. the Wikipedia page. It's, like... Yeah, I feel like... So, that's the kind of marketing genius that Matt is. That Got he it. would put that there so that people keep listening and, like, what's this band that toured with Madonna? But, like, we never did. Copy that. We almost opened up for Khalees when she was having her milkshake, uh, moment, which would have been amazing. Uh, yeah, I know. Amazing. Like, that almost happened, but it didn't. But it's like. Which again, like, it's like, it's like Fanny Pack had like a dirty song that was just like, we're putting it out there before. Like, I feel like, and that is in the, t- is that in the time? Am I correct? That that's the time of like Trina and like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Yep. where it's like the dirty female songs are just like starting to become a thing. I and, don't know. Like, I, so I'm from the South, and so there's been dirty songs down South for a long yeah. time, way before when I was still in high school. So, like, for me, I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It should have been dirty down South for a long time, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? And, like, they, and, like, 
Yeah, and like Khalees, I mean, like the milkshake song is like one of those. It's like this. It was the same thing as Fanny Pack, as it was like uh, of Camel Toes, because it was like, oh my god, have you heard that song? Oh my god, it's so like, listen to this. You have to listen to this, and you would like, li- you know, and like the video was like really sexual and like. Yeah, that video. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, also P.S. She went on to Mary Nas, who like yes. it's just like, yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing, amazing yes. across the board, that's, amazing dream yeah. team. So then, so that's the new band starts. New band starts and it's cool. Like basically we didn't know what we were doing. Our first show was at an art gallery. I mean, similar to like, it was a different experience, but like our first show was at an art gallery. Well, you're starting over, right? Cause you're not, I've like- never played in a band where I play guitar. So what is sound checking? Like, how do you plug into an amp? What do you tell a sound guy? Like this was a completely different experience for me. And I was like, just stumbling through it to be yeah. honest. Um, and it, I'm sure our first show was terrible. I think we played three or four songs. But it was our first show, and, like, from that, we had stuff that we were sending people. I had some contacts in other bands. I had a short list, and I've always been this way where I'm like, this is what I want to do next. So with this, I was like, I want to play with The Gossip. I want to play with The Rapture, and I want to play with, like, La Save Fav. And two of those three things happened. So, again, like, I don't know. I believe in setting goals and that's yeah. advice for the kids. Like I think if you visualize stuff, you can really manifest it. And Kevin was like, you're crazy. And I was like, watch. And you were like, exactly. Yeah. And we did. I mean, it took time and it took like patience, but it happened. Yeah. Um, so then you, so you're with this band, then mm-hmm. you're stumble, you stumble through it. you get better. You're, you're, you're there. We get a record deal. We get a single deal. We go to London. Did like, you use London any of was, your Did yes. you use any of your old connections to like get you there? Like you? Yeah, I had a contact with this guy who was DJing a party called Trash, which is like renowned in London. Um, it was like for, it went on for so long, and then it became something else called Dur. And like so many huge people broke there. Came through like, there. Yeah, yeah, like Pete Doherty and like everyone who was massive in the UK at the time. And then they would, they, they like prided themselves on being the first people to have like the strokes and like these big US names. So like they brought us over and we played at, I think we played Durr. I don't know if we played Trash or Durr, but we played their party and it was really, really fun. And then we played with these ladies called Queens of Noise, um, who I, you know, I'm still friendly with all of these people. And they were like huge influencers of their scene at the time. Like the Queens of Noise ladies had hosted on MTV and like, yeah. Again, like best yeah, they were like legit. Yeah, like bands. it was movers and shakers. There were people that were like so had legit us. shit going on. Yeah, they helped us over there a lot, and like we did radio shows, and like it's the kind of thing where like we saw more instant success, and I think it's probably because of our sound in Europe and the UK than we did here. So we kept going over there, and like no one here. But I feel us. like when I, what year was this that you're doing this? Like 2007, 2008. I feel like your sound is exactly what was like the big thing in in that in that in those years though. Like when mm. I was listening to the song, like when I was listening to the the one that I found on YouTube, Cool Town Rock, probably. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, like this would have been something I would have downloaded. Like you would have been a band that opened up for like, I don't even. I mean, I don't know, but like. There was so much of that sound that was happening at the time, like even like the hush sound or like. Um, it's funny we did we opened up for Friendly Fires in the UK. Yeah, like, like they're the kind yeah, of band yeah. we opened like up stuff for. like that, and it's like yeah. it was. I was like, oh, I would have like definitely like it would have. Like, you would have been one of the bands. Like if I would have went and saw like a, a show with like five bands, like you would have been one of those bands. Like I feel like it was it was at the right time. Yeah, it was, but it's also like again, like it was more. It was quickly received over there, and over here it was taking a little bit longer, and yeah. so. Uh, we wisely kept going over there and that like helped us get press and all that stuff. But also we just were having a great time. And then from that, we, I don't know how it ever happened. We never got clarity on how Florence got our information, but basically to go back to the opening of our podcast, uh, we got a call one day and we had written, we ultimately did three albums. Um, this was a second reincarnation of the band. We, lost our bass player uh, for various reasons, and we replaced her with a guitar player. So there were two guitars, um, a different drummer, and me and Kevin. And, and you're singing. Singing, and I was playing a little guitar, but... But, like, not had, main, not carrying the heavy load. Right. Uh, on guitar. Exactly. I yeah, can't yeah, sing yeah. and play at the same time as the bottom line. I have no idea how anyone does it, first yeah, of all. I, I, I was thinking, no, because I was like... Sometimes I'm like, oh, I could like learn how to play the piano. You like, can. As if I would like learn how to play the piano, first of all. You can. But like, I would like, oh, I can like learn how to play the piano and then I can like play the piano and sing. And I'm like, I can't even sing 
like I'm putting all my effort into singing and it's barely happening, let alone if I had like try to play the piano. So I have no idea how people play an instrument and sing at the same time. I mean, I, I'm still baffled, but I think that yeah. you can. And the sooner you okay. get practicing, and this is for the kids out there, <laughs> um, the better. Like you'll you'll pick it up quick. You yeah. Know? And so, but yeah, so we got this call and it was like Florence and the Machine wants to have you open on her first U.S. tour. Is this, Domestic. when is this? What, what year is this? The year that Dog Days are 2009? over came out. 2010. Like the year it came out here oh, yeah, with like Eat, Pray, yes. Love and all of that. Yes. Yeah. 2010. Um, I think maybe 11. No, it is. It it's 10. right. Cause I graduated high school in 2009. I'm dating myself. I graduated high school in 2009 and I, and then that was, so 2009 fall, like it came out. And we went on tour in this yeah. in June. It was like 2009 that she came out with the song. So like 2010 when she would have been touring. Totally. Yeah. It had like been in Eat, Pray, Love. 2000, the, the video music, she performed Dog Days Are Over at the Video Music Awards. I remember this because that was the same year that Lady Gaga performed Paparazzi at the VMAs. And oh. it was the best performance I've ever seen in my fucking my life. God. And I was like blown away. And I was like, I am living in a great time. And she was in the same, she was doing, she was performing at the same video music awards. It's so interesting because here's some other stuff. I feel like that's the year that Drake came out, really, on the radio. That makes sense. But it was that summer because I remember we got back from Mm. that. No, we got back from that tour and he was on the radio and I had always been obsessed with Lil Wayne. What was his first song? What was Drake's first Um, song on the radio? It wasn't Find Your Love. No, it wasn't Find Your Love. No, I What's mean... What's before that? Oh, my God. Ah, you're putting me on the spot. I don't remember and either. I love... This is that song. It was like... Find, find Your Love was like... Things. Find Your Love was like the summer after my freshman year of college. Also, it was the so summer like, that, that makes you sense. fancy, huh? You fancy, yeah, yeah, huh? Yeah. Like, it was that summer. So, I remember coming back from yeah, that yeah, tour, yeah. knowing my band was breaking up, being in a very dark place personally but loving that first drake stuff that was like hitting the radio he'd been out but that radio stuff i was like wait this guy like what's up now what's up with this but like it's interesting because i feel like post florence again she was like fascinated with drake i like when she came here for the vmas i did a dj night and and she was doing something i forget maybe the show i don't remember but i just remember it was like drake was like everything to everyone at that time yeah um, yeah. Anyway, going back in time. And then, sh- so then, so you tour with Florence. Like, how was that? Like, you're just all over the place. You're yeah, on a bus. You're going. Out. Every night was sold out. But like, I mean, whatever. Like, just what our band at the time was interpersonal dynamics weren't working. And like, some people wanted out. And so it was like bittersweet, you know, it was like yeah. amazing. Um, and at the same time, like it didn't have, that was like kind of our swan song for that project. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have something else after this that I am unaware of. Yeah. What was it? Okay. So that happened. Whatever. It was, it was great. Yeah. It Came ends. Back, it ends. ended. And like, then my friend Jeremy and I, this is like, I feel he like. He was in the band with you as well. My no? friend Jeremy and I started a project called Next Nikki. And my favorite thing we've ever done is our website, nextnikkiforever.com, N-I-K-K-I forever.com and um i don't know it was just the two of us and it was like great because like we would just write just the two of us just the two of us and just like it was nice to not have so many people involved you know um and we similar to fanny pack we had our first show given to us before we really had music written our friend is an artist and she had a residency at PS1 at the time and she was like, I want you guys to be our musical act, so write some songs. So like we had like a month deadline to write music and so every day we just wrote music and I was unemployed at the time and it was the most hilarious thing because um, we were just writing music and like yeah. having brunch at Balthazar. I don't understand how we did that. I literally am like, how are we eating at Balthazar? But like we were just living flossy. Yeah. And what I'm doing right now. I told yeah. you I was like spending, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was swiping How that card it's like today. Funny. It's the, called credit card debt. That's what it is. I guess I'm like the universe provides. I don't know. Like, like or my credit card or like my bank credit card. Like my credit score provides is what provides. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what it no, is. No, that's absolutely what yeah. it is. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm like, cause I still, I'm like, how are we doing that? It's so crazy. But yeah, so we were like just writing and then our first show was at PS1 and then you know, we had a fun run. We went and played in Miami at like gallery week and we like did a radio show at university of Miami. And then we did a show. We, we did like galleries and weird stuff. Yeah. It's a weird 
non-commercial. But it was fun. Pro- yeah, and honestly, and fe- Jeremy, sorry. no, Jeremy and I always are like, let's bring it back because it's the kind of thing that like we can. It's not commercial. It's just for. It's it's for fun. It's for fun. you. It's yeah. not for the the world. It's like for you to do and have fun doing it. Yeah, and like it's really creative. Like we made our own videos. We made our yeah. website. We designed things. We wrote things. We created characters. It was like the theory behind it was like it was a hip hopper. Like it's just is like weird and like that is that's been the fun journey for that project. Yeah. But yeah, so that's my music stuff, man. Do you regret it at all? I don't regret it, but I was telling you earlier, because I have a career that supports my rent and living as a filmmaker, documentary producer, whatever, um, I do worry sometimes. Yeah, you like to not you like to not have it be out in the world. Yeah, and I like I do try when to. I found out like you were like you yeah. I tend to try to keep my head down and I always get outed, but it's that thing where I worry people don't take me seriously professionally. Um, which is something I've worked really hard for, you know? And so even while I was doing these projects, I would always work on the side. Like my my parents installed a really hard work ethic in me. And so, you know, I know I always have to support myself. And so I work, I work hard for what I have. And so I always worry with this like fun music personality side of myself that people won't take me seriously. Yeah. What if you could do, like, if you could do it all over again, would you do it all over again? I mean, 100%. I believe in not regretting anything yeah, in your life. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. What about... I'm trying to think of what else. Like, it was worth it, was worth it right? Like, it was like... Like, would you... If people were like, I want to make music and I want to do this and I want to go on tour and I want to... And I want to have a song on the radio. Like, would you say like, oh my God, it's like not worth all the heartache. It's not worth all this. It's not worth all that. Or would you say, what would you say? I think, okay. So what I'll say about that is 100% go for it because every experience you have, even if it's not the thing you do forever, you take away a skill set. And so all of my bandmates have found um, like they've all built amazing careers and other things based on their skill sets yes. and what they brought to the band, be it marketing, be it like logistical planning or you know taking care of people like one of my bandmates is an incredible like office manager and she's a nurturer like I I think that every experience you have you should go for I mean honestly life is too short you only live once not to YOLO it but like yeah like why hold yourself back from the possibilities that's yeah I feel pretty strongly about that what um what advice do you have for people that want to get into the music industry now Mm, it's different now so yeah I'm sure yeah my niece is a musician and so what I see from her is incredible dedication she's she works every day she writes every day I was never that dedicated I'm so impressed by her Um, and she's teaching herself how to truly DIY which I think everyone who's successful right now from Chance the Rapper to Frank Ocean to those are people that I'm looking at who I'm like, oh, you're amazing and you've been doing it your goddamn selves and like you have to learn how to do everything. You know, just yeah. don't don't think anyone's going to do anything for you or give you anything and just keep going for it until you can't anymore. Practice makes perfect, right? Practice makes perfect. Um, <clears throat> Put yourself out there. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Yeah, no. No, never. I mean, you know, I'm never scared. My life motto is, bitch, I ain't never scared. Yeah, but I was <laughs> But that's. I was scared. I was scared to DJ. Yeah. I was scared to sing. And those are the things I literally lived on for like 10 years, you know? It's yeah. Like, don't be scared. Or if you are scared of something, fucking go for it. Confront your fears. What? What else do you want to say? Any final thoughts? Oh my God, my final thoughts, my final thoughts. Um, I had a question for you, Chris. Go ahead. Brittany or Christina? Brittany, always. Christina's from Pittsburgh, so like, I mean, I do love her, but like Britney Spears, like, did I, do I still know all of the choreography from the Toxic music video and the Slay For You music video? Yes, I do. Um, Always Britney. Gaga or Madonna? Never owned a Christina Aguilar album, by the way. By the way, always Owned, I've owned every album that Britney's ever made, and I've never owned a Christina Aguilera album. But anyway, continue. Gaga and Madonna? 
I'm too young for I'm too young for yeah. Madonna. She was before me, and everyone like is like, oh my god, like I and I like know I know of her queenness, like the she is the queen, but like and like I love her music, but like I wasn't. I was like, I was born like right after she was like a huge thing. So I like don't have that experience with her in real time. So I, and I love Lady Gaga for like so, so, so many reasons. I've seen her multiple times and it was the Monster Ball tour was the best concert I've ever been to and probably will ever, ever be at. I've never seen her, but it was insane. My mom and I got wasted. We, my aunt has boxed. My aunt works for um, a law firm in Pittsburgh that has a box. So we get box seats like all the time um, for like hockey games and stuff whenever like no one wants, like if people, if none of the partners want to go, like she always gets like the good concerts. And so we saw like Lady Gaga in the height of her fame, like before Born This Way, this is like bad romances on the radio. Um, we saw the Monster Ball tour. Oh my God. The first go around and we, I like, will never oh. forget. I'll never forget it for the rest yeah. of my life. I was, my mom and I got so drunk. We had so much fun and it was like, honest, she sounded like, the album will never sound as good as like she sounded live at that, at that point, at that time. It was amazing. I have a question for you that's like a philosoph- philosophical question. What do you think it is about music? that we connect to that's it's so different than anything else it's like different than watching a movie it's just it's like such an emotional thing what do you think it is about music that we connect to i think that we i think that first of all when like even what we were doing earlier when we were saying like oh this song was at this time the reason i know that is because i can think of a memory of when that song was playing or like in the general time that that song was popular and i was listening to it often i can think of things that happened like when that when that drake song find your love was out that was the summer after i went to um it was the summer after my freshman year of college and my friend like three door three like houses down from me had a pool and like every night we would just all go to his pool and like drink like drink in his backyard like it at his pool and like I was like right there and it's like we were already in college so like no one gave a shit that we were drinking we weren't 21 yet but like it didn't matter and like yes please you know what I mean like and like my friends would all just come sleep in my house that like the night after and it was summer so none of us were working it was like the summer after our freshman year of college and like that song was on the radio all the time I think that music has you can so place a me- like such memories with music that you can't do with other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that there's so many things that you, music says, like music says so much and like the, it is poetry with mute, with like, with instruments playing behind it. So it's, there's so many things that you can just like say with a song rather than say them out loud. I love that. I want to go to that pool party right now. It was so much like, I like, I'm like, Oh, memories. Cause like, how easy was my life? So easy. I have another question. Okay. I feel like I have it for both of us. Maybe. I okay. don't know. All right. That's fine. But like what three songs or artists or three, oh my God. what three songs are like on repeat for you since this has been a mostly music driven thing. Like in, right now or like right in, now. in life right now. Okay. Well right now I just downloaded Michelle Branch's new album. It just came out on Friday. I loved her whenever she was first like, a thing. I was obsessed with her. I still am. And so I downloaded the new one. It's very like summery. Like it's my gonna be, I'm gonna listen to it all summer long. Cause it's very, very summery and it's really cool. It's different from like when she was like really big in the early two thousands. And so like that album as a whole is, is one. Um, weirdly after I watched the music video, Katy Perry's Chain to the Rhythm, because it like had such a different, I like understood what the song was about rather than it just being some random ass song. I haven't seen the video and yet. And I really don't like love her that much, but like huh. the song, I watched, watch the video and it'll change like the idea of what the song is about. And then, yeah. And hmm, what else? Three is always a lot. I don't know. No, I wait, let me look at my phone. I know. that's. What I was oh, thinking. Lord. Um, green light. Amazing. I'm obsessed with her. You played you you put Royals on on karaoke and we sang Lord. it together. Yeah, I love her. I like want to be her. I think she's amazing. Love her. Yeah, green light. Uh, still like just and the 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 song that she performed at SNL, it's called Liability, mm-hmm. is a mo- one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard in my entire life. I haven't listened to that oh, yet. Oh, listen. I've got I bawled my eyes out the first time I heard it. Love her. I love her. Anyway, your turn. Go. Okay. Well, 
I so Monday was my birthday and we talked about that but I literally like 573 times listened to Drake's Passion Fruit it's on his new album I saw it on like you know when you go on your on iTunes it's yeah. like what are people searching or whatever Passion now? Fruit my it's god Passion Fruit I was like what is that Passion Fruit it's like it's a sleeper I think on the new playlist that he's put out it's so good um Childish Gambino Redbone is like so beautiful and sexy and a jam I've been at friends places and that that they'll put that on and I'm like oh my god yes thank yeah. you thank you thank you and I really don't know what the third thing is right now but um I think I've been listening to something that's a little bit older like Disclosure is one of my favorite like high energy let's go dancing or, uh-huh. like, let me work out and there's a song called Boss and I love that song um I think that I mean I think that's it any closing thoughts no, just thank you, Christopher. No, for thank you so. Thank no, you. thank you for like bearing your soul for this and telling us all Next about your time past. I'm not bearing and my soul, and we're just gonna do movie reviews. We'll do. We can do anything you want. We can do just like think of an idea, and we'll do it. Done. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, where can people find you online if they want to find you? Or do you not want to be found? That's fine. Thank you for listening. And I can be found. First of all, I want people to go see my favorite project, which is nextnikkiforever.com, N-I-K-K-I. So wait, um, spell that? N-E-X-T. N-I-K-K-I-F-O-R-E-V-E-R.com. And um, I can be found on Instagram and Twitter, although I don't use it that much, at catcatheart, C-A-T-C-A-T-H-A-R-T. Perfect. And you can always find me at the Krista Rosa um, and you can find our new show uh, Loud and Curious with Krista Rosa at Loud and Curious thank you again so much for being with me and till next time yo yo bye yo yo this episode of Loud and Curious was produced by me Krista Rosa my cover art photo and all the photos on my website were taken by Alyssa Timoteo cover art graphics and photo editing by Chris Moore the boys from Remember Jones wrote and performed my theme music like them on Facebook and Instagram at Remember Jones. Next time on Loud and Curious. So about another month passed and they got a call up Mercedes Burke and they said, uh, Dr. Medley's on the phone. I thought, I literally put him on phone. I said, keep it on hold. And I said to my boss, he can't take my commission back, right? Yeah, you're like these boots. Is what, this is the commission. I'm wearing them this right is now. What you get. This is the commission. If you want to see yeah, a commission. I'll meet you Thursday night at ten o'clock. Yeah. <laughs>